Antonini Erasmus. Welcome to another episode of The Weekly Wrap. This is a podcast in which I will tell you about some of the top articles from the latest edition of Farmers Weekly magazine. And we will also take a look at the week's biggest agricultural news stories. New on shelf this week is our 3 September issue. This week we have a feature on the importance of performance testing in beef cattle. We take a look at rooftop farming in Johannesburg and we visit Insectic in Letsitele, which according to its owners is the largest insectary in the southern hemisphere. Our main feature this week looks at the important role that performance testing and phase D testing for bulls in particular play in building a more efficient beef herd. Phase D testing is an objective way to measure performance and it enables farmers to make informed selection decisions that will help improve the feed conversion of a herd, which in turn will ultimately result in higher profit. Apart from explaining why phase D testing is important and how to implement this type of testing, Lucas Ekstian, who is from Bifflant Farm in Limpopo, and who put a bull testing center on his farm in 2014, also provides some advice about how to choose a testing center. He says that farmers should consider the distance between their farm and the testing center, keeping in mind that animals should not have to travel too far, as this places stress on the animals and can push up costs. Another consideration is climate. Extian suggests farmers should choose a center where the climate is similar to that on their own farm. If the cattle are used to warm temperatures, they will struggle to acclimatize and perform in colder climates. Another thing to keep in mind is the integrity of the center. Those doing the selection should be impartial and there should be no preference or favoring of a particular breed. Lastly, the testing center must have full transparency of data to show how figures were obtained and also adhere to independent audits to ensure all measurements are correct and the machines are correctly calibrated. The 3 September issue also features a Limpopo-based agribusiness called Insectic. This business was founded in 2016 through a joint venture between an entrepreneur and a group of citrus producers to ensure a secure and steady supply of biological pest control solutions to farmers in South Africa. Karel van Jerden, the CEO of Insectech, says their mission is to produce integrated and sustainable biological control solutions for pest management. Biological control is a form of pest control that uses living organisms to suppress pest densities to lower levels. The aim of biological control is to restore a balance between pests and the natural enemy to keep pests and diseases down to an acceptable level. The Insectic facility breeds two predatory beetles as well as two parasitic wasps which are used to implement biological control against mealybugs. Mealybugs are soft-bodied scale insects that are extremely difficult to control with chemicals. The last feature I want to talk about this week 
is a rooftop hops farm in the middle of Johannesburg. Hops, which is one of the key ingredients in beer making, is traditionally grown in South Africa in the Western Cape. But on a rooftop on Constitution Hill in Johannesburg, Kaya Maloney has proven that it is possible to grow hops in the city using a hydroponic system. And not only is it possible, Maloney aims to produce four harvests in a year instead of the single harvest that traditional open field hop growers can achieve. He says that when he found out that local craft brewers had difficulty sourcing quality hops, he decided to bring the solution to their doorstep. He already completed his first two harvests for the 2021 season, and he says that although hops is mainly grown as an ingredient in beer, it is actually a very versatile crop that can also be used to produce essential oil that can be utilized in pharmaceutical and cosmetic products. Maloney uses a Dutch bucket system, and the greenhouse was built according to his specifications, including that it be temperature controlled. On average, the current yield achieved is 0.3 kilograms per plant, which means that he produces about 150 kilograms per harvest, but he hopes to increase his yield to half a kilogram per plant. Let's now quickly look at some of the top agricultural news from the last week. The outlook for berries is favorable this year. Alzette Skitter, operational manager of Berries ZA, says blueberry producers in Limpopo suffered losses because of frost damage towards the end of July, which could result in up to a, an 8% reduction in production volumes. Despite this, the blueberry season is heading for a record harvest, thanks to new plantings coming into production, with exports expected to increase by roughly 60% from the last season to 25,000 tonnes. The blueberry planting craze is also continuing, with the area under production increasing from 2,800 hectares in 2000 to just over 3,300 hectares in 2021. The area planted to blueberries is expected to further increase to 5,000 hectares by 2025. The area under raspberry and blackberry production has remained relatively stagnant over the past few years, and raspberry export volumes are expected to be very similar to last year's volumes at roughly 1,700 tonnes. Meanwhile, blackberry exports increased from 193 tonnes during the 2020 season to about 400 tonnes during the 2021 season and it is expected to reach more than 370 tons in the upcoming season. Challenges facing vaccination of farm workers are being addressed by agricultural stakeholders. Organized agriculture is currently assisting the Department of Health in identifying farms and farming operations in rural communities with a greater need for COVID-19 vaccination sites. The Department of Health and Business for South Africa have indicated that South Africa has managed to secure sufficient vaccinations for the third and fourth quarters of 2021 to initiate a mass vaccination rollout. 
But according to Theo Bosov, the manager for legal intelligence at Agbas, although supply may no longer be a constraint, there are challenges related to accessibility, especially in rural areas where agriculture and agribusiness is primarily based. Bosov says that in several deep rural areas, there are insufficient public health facilities to rely on. So they were pursuing the possibility of workplace vaccination sites. But he said, the challenge with opening workplace sites was that there were very few employers with sufficient staff at one site to justify a workplace vaccination site. Finally, we have a news feature which investigates why South African beef producers are paying more for bulls. Over the last two years, a number of new records have been set for the highest prices ever paid for registered bulls from different breeds sold at production auctions. In July this year, a new South African record was set by the Bulls Blanco Beef Master Stud when it sold a bull for 1,1 million rands. Last year, a Boran bull bred by the May Border Boran Stud sold for a record price of 1,7 million rands. According to Kuni Janse van Vieren, Managing Director of Kuna National Livestock Marketing, average prices paid for bulls at local auctions had increased by at least 20% over the past year. Beef producers were now paying on average between 80,000 and 100,000 rand for a registered bull earmarked for the commercial market. These higher prices, he said, were closely correlated with the increase in wiener prices. In August this year, wiener prices hovered at around 38 rand per kilogram, compared with the same time last year when prices were around 32 rand per kilogram, and with 2019, when it stood at about 29 rand per kilogram, which means that over the last two years, wiener prices have increased almost 24%. Higher bull prices were not only being driven by the increase in wiener prices, but also by higher input costs. Maize, for example, were up 23% year-on-year in August. According to Alan Sinclair, the managing director of Flay Central in Bloemfontein, the industry norm to calculate a fair price for a bull was based on the price of eight wieners multiplied by a factor of 10. Based on this calculation, and with wiener prices currently at around 8,000 rand for a seven to eight month old animal, a price of 80,000 rand for a good bull was therefore quite acceptable, Sinclair said. That was it for this week. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Weekly Wrap. Join us again next week when one of my colleagues will discuss some of the features from the 10 September issue, in which we focus on new trends in agricultural machinery and automation. We have special features on the use of crop spraying drones and on how on-farm robots may change the future of mechanization in farming. The issue will also feature a guide for first-time buyers on how to choose the right tractor for your farm. Remember to follow us on social media for all the latest farming news updates. We are on Facebook, Twitter and LinkedIn at Farmers Weekly SA. Until next time, stay safe and happy farming.